Welcome back to the Nullify Take channel, also Reality Realness with 3S's here on YouTube. We're back to talk about the Challenge USA episode 9. We're in a different time slot, but we will be bringing our A-game. Uh, Chantal and Drew is my co-host, and they'll be joining me today. Uh, I'm your host, Chris. Chantal, how are you doing on that side? Doing really well. I thought this was a great episode. It was really exciting to watch, exciting to talk about, and I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts about this episode also. Yeah, very excited. We'll be getting into it really soon, but uh, Drew, you're a man that always looks at every little angle on the challenge and you dissected. What did you think of this week? Were you as excited as Chantel about some of the things we saw sort of, I guess, unfold on our screens? I think this episode was better than the last episode, but I think last episode was a low bar to cross. I thought the daily challenge <laughs> was pretty decent and everything else was all right, but we'll get into it. Yeah. I've had a busy week like you both are aware. I'm still in South Africa. It's the reason we've had to move this slightly on the time slots because I do uh, probably I'll be traveling at the time that we normally chat. So um, it's a little bit earlier than usual. And everybody that's here in the live, thank you for joining. We've got Hector, Addy's Brain, Prince Malhi, and Diva313 already here in the live. Welcome back. Um, I did have a bit of a chat to the executive producer of um, Survivor South Africa and also creative producer uh, and I did talk to him about the challenge as a show because he's not too aware of it yet, but I try to say, hey, they're going global. You should look into bringing the challenge Africa and making it something, Chantel. <laughs> what do you think of that idea? Because he kind of sounded interested. He said he's going to go back and watch some of the challenge. So you're kind of meaning like start their own branch of the franchise, you mean? I mean, yeah, I cause... love it. Or even if they can get in on the War of the Worlds, you know what I mean? And, and kind of like start their audience that way and then maybe move over to MTV as well. I think it's great. I think the challenge, in my opinion, has a really good format to be able to take it, be taken on by other countries and still done really well. Kind of like how Survivor has really translated to different countries. I think that it would really work. I think the challenge would be something that other countries would be able to do pretty well and i would want i would want to watch it so i'm in yeah yeah i definitely think that there's a lot of interest especially in some of the players that have played in the the recent seasons of survivor south africa that would love to be on the challenge so i know that there is definitely an interest when it comes to that uh so who knows maybe we get to see um esther and both Tasha back on our screens rather sooner than later. Fingers crossed. It would be uh, funny to see them go up head-to-head -head again and that rivalry to continue on our screens. But we're here to talk about the Challenge USA. We're here to talk about Episode 9. And um, we started this episode off on a, on a different note. Obviously, there's been the algorithm in previous episodes. But uh, we had a bit of a boat ride with everybody chilling on the boat, having a good time. We've complained a few times that we haven't seen enough of them just relaxing and socializing. Uh, but through all of this we do find out that there is a hidden alliance that formed in the house. And uh, Chantel, were you aware of this or were you as blindsided as me? I was like, who's the Fab Five and where did this start? I wasn't blindsided because I remember being like, it doesn't look like, it looks like Desi is team Sarah. I was like, Cash was team Sarah. Um, I wasn't sure where Justine stood and who's the last person. Oh, Kayla. And I, and I knew Kayla was pretty team Sarah. So I had an idea that they were all kind of working together. Um, I didn't know that they had a name, obviously. And I didn't like four out of the five of them. I really like. And so I'm just like, Oh, can it just be the fab four and like not include the fifth? Um, yeah, so I, I had an idea that they were all working together, minus Justine, uh, but I had no idea that they had a name. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Drew, I think for me at least, you know, seeing Angela and um, how she gamed last week, it made a lot more sense that she felt that it was so important to get in with the Survivor guys and have some protection from the Survivor guys in the game because Angela and Alyssa, they're the only two that are not included in this bad fight. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if this was like reactionary to them kind of being like kind of being with themselves and always hanging out with like Tyson and everything that they decided that they were going to make a, a final five Alliance. I don't know what they would call it. Five, the fab five Alliance, but from listening to Tyson's podcast, it sounds like this was conjured up relatively soon before going onto the boat. And then as we saw later in this episode, it quickly dissolved uh, <laughs> as soon as it was put together. Yes. Um, not so fat five. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely we'll word. definitely get into that. <laughs> um, we've got for the first time here in a life, or first time in a while, uh, Charlotte Birch saying finally able to watch a live cool Greek evening and challenge review perfection. Uh, Diva three one three says that I know Kiki was proud. Um, obviously, Kiki was mentioned again. I think she's like the 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 extra house guest or the extra challenger that that's there every single episode um and they have to get that in as least uh hector says the fab five just lasted like two seconds um yeah definitely by the end of this episode we'll, we'll get into that sarah was not too happy but one of the things i found quite interesting i don't know how you guys felt about this is but um you know i think angela just keeps impressing me as a game player this season and how she's maneuvering and how she's able to still find a way for two of them to be safe in the spot when they, they there's really no right for them to be safe but it's because angela is such a threat and we at chantal talk about people like um ct quite a lot and how people don't want to go up against them and that's maybe why he does so well i feel like angela's got a little bit of that ct aura there where the guys were legitimately fearful here that if they betrayed angela's deal at any time like danny even danny as physical and capable as he is he was like i don't want to go up against angela unnecessarily because she could throw me in literally the next week I mean, and, and that's the, the leverage that she is using, and she knows to use that. Um, we realize that the Fab Five doesn't realize how to use the fact that it's the opposite gender that is going to be most important for you in the following week. So um, I love the fact that that Angela is able to really figure that out right away and like and early enough make the move to be like let's get these guys together let's get them wanting to run the final with us let's get them knowing that i will protect them with the likelihood that i'm going to win a daily in the future and i could keep them safe especially once they've won the money um i think it was perfect timing and it was a perfect proposal and i'm really happy that they they were honoring it yeah i mean it's 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 interesting that that uh, Angela brings this up. I, I think she did in a great way of bringing it up while she's in power with Ben, it, with how many Survivor guys there were. She didn't come at it like, oh, I'm in trouble now. She came at it as like, we are partners in this. And I thought that was a really smart move to come at it. And it wasn't like she was trying to get at anybody. But also, it's interesting that um, Danny kind of even doesn't want to even take a shot at Alyssa at this point because even if he takes a shot at Alyssa the guy's day is like the next day like tomorrow and if there isn't even a single shot that Angela could win I mean 
it's like, hey, we had this alliance. Whoever she wins with, I mean, she could win with Ben. She can win with as long as it's not Dom. And I don't think Dom's going to win so anything solo anyway, anything. But I mean, if even if she wins with like Tyson or um, the Ben, I mean, she could make the argument that, hey, we had a deal. We had an alliance. And then he went back on it just that last week. Who's to say that he wouldn't do that to you? If say the next guy's day, he wins into power and wants to make a quote unquote big move as well. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting and it's definitely shifts the balance back and forth. So. Yeah. Sam brings up here. I feel like Danny and Desi missed making a huge move. Well, I, I disagree half, maybe half of it. I agree with you, Sam, because Desi did want to make the move and Desi does understand that Angela is a legitimate threat to her potentially winning the season. But I mean, if you're Danny, and you know that there's going to be one guy and one female winner at the end, and there's a potential of partners and things like that. I think Danny played this as well as he possibly could at the spot, but I, I hear you on the Desi side of it, right? But Desi, um, I, I was surprised she did cave in in the end because I was almost thinking the way the episode went that we were going to have our first stalemate. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you guys think would have happened if we did have it? Desi would have to go down, maybe? Um, kind of like with Josh and not is Josh, wait, Zach and, and Amanda, um, when they had to end up going in, when they couldn't come to a, a mutual agreed decision on who was going down. I can't remember exactly how that all happened. Um, that could happen. Or, um, Tyson was even suggesting an option of maybe everybody votes again and vote somebody to go in, um, if they, if they can't figure it out. So, I think it would be like all the things speculated could be worse. So making a decision would have been, it would have been better for, for Desi for sure. Um, I mean, I, I totally think for Danny, Danny got the better end of that deal. Absolutely. Um, because he wants to run with the strongest women. And if he gets a swimming portion with cachet, it could lose him the final. And so I totally understand him wanting to get who he perceives to be maybe the weakest partner for him to have in the final. Um, and for Desi, if, if, if Danny is her her number one ally, like you kind of want to keep him happy a little bit. Like you don't want him to not want to be fighting for you. So I think I understand a little bit why she kind of folded. So when thinking about what could be the consequence of not uh, voting together, I initially thought that it's kind of like the Amanda and Zach situation that whoever, if they don't get along, then they would be going into the elimination. But it's kind of unfair in that realm that one person could just strong arm the other person and there is no consequences. So Mm -hmm. I almost feel like it would be a house vote, just strip them of their power. They can no longer have a say on who goes into the elimination. And now it is up to the house. So I almost feel like that would be one, the more interesting uh, position to be put into, but also I think that's the most fair uh, since Danny could just say, I'm never saying Angela and Alyssa, I'm going to say Cache, and you have to agree with me, or you're going to go into the elimination against Sarah, which would be, I think, highly unfair to, because uh, then the women could just do the same thing on the opposite end. So that's what my thought process was after Tyson said that it could yeah. be a vote. Um, I wonder actually if, if like, if on a girl's day, the girl has to say who she's throwing down first. And that if that would change things up a little bit, um, because like if Desi was the one that said first, maybe she wouldn't have said cash. Like maybe she would have said um, Alyssa instead. 
to, to make it fair, you could have even said whoever was the lowest ranked in the daily would be the automatic next person in or something like that if there was a stalemate. or uh, it's, it's an interesting one. I agree with you, though, Drew, that if Danny didn't have any skin in the game and he was never going to go in, then there was no incentive for him to change his mind. So it would have just been a stalemate to begin with, which wouldn't have ideally been the, the best of things. One of the things that stood out for me, though, in this season, and I, I've seen a few comments that I've highlighted, I'll come back to them a little bit later on, uh, a few people saying, you know, they're getting to know the cast better and all those kind of things right now, so they're enjoying the cast a lot more. I do agree. I, I'm the same. I'm really, I feel like the, the players are starting to find their feet on how to play the challenge, which has been exciting. But one of the big points of difference for me has been that I feel like in recent seasons, men have never really cared about what happens to women in the game or women have not really cared about the men side of it. Where now in the recent seasons, um, the, it's almost like, okay, you're, you're a female, you decide for the females and I just don't want blood on my hands. Where um, this game has been played at a different strategic level where the men feel like they do need to control who the women are that are still in the game. I don't feel like we've seen that in the recent seasons. Uh, do you agree with that? Are you, are you guys noticing that as well? I mean, I think it's because Angela has been so dominant, right? And so she doesn't, she's using all that she can to leverage her, her capabilities and be like, hey, you want to work with me in the final. And so I think that if other people like in, in the main um, show or even on All Stars, if they're like, hey, keep me in this game because I'm strong and you want to run with me, like it would become the culture of the, of the season. But it, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes it happens, but like they don't care. Like I think Carmaria said that a few times and people are just like, still don't like you. We're throwing you in. But like, I think that if, uh, if people like that were super strong, like the Rachel's of it all or the Laurel's of it all, even the Carmaria's of it all, if they were constantly being like, you want me in the final, you want me in the final. Um, I, I think that it would have changed the culture of it. So I think it's just because Angela has been so dominant and she's had so much power that it's changing the way that the women are being able to leverage their abilities in the game. And I think it's just changing the way the game is being played this season. I'm absolutely loving it because for that reason, I think Alyssa, not Alyssa, Angela has really stepped up, you know, and I really feel like if she can bring this type of energy to the main show, Drew, I endorse an Angela going over to the main show and kicking some butt on that side because we need, I feel like, this type of, um, you know, person in there to do the obvious, to push back and say, let's not make it an easy vote every single week. Yes. I also want to say that this is still a spinoff where a lot of the players in here are relatively older and they want to run with the younger, more athletic, whereas on the opposite end, I mean, the MTV challenge people just do this for a living. So they're living in the gym. They are, know their own abilities and they'd rather just pick off rookies because they know each other and they know whose talents are what and who has what uh, abilities, advantages and disadvantages. We're here on the main cast. I mean, Dom is over there trying to like be all smooth with Desi being like, you could take off anybody in the, in the final while Desi really wants to take a shot at, Angela because it would be it would benefit her game on either Sarah or Angela getting out of the game uh, to make herself feel more confident in the game whereas you have in the main season Tori is cool with going up against Casey regardless of what's going on because she feels like she can take her in a puzzle or how well her um, her stamina is so I mean I'm I'm taking I, I agree that if she can bring that type of mentality into the main game then I'll consider B 
being happy to see if Angela gets put into the main season. I just feel like everybody would look at her and be like, oh, here's another Big Brother player. Uh, she's going to fit right in with Fessy and Casey. And there's no. another Big Brother number, and she fits. She just fades into the um, shadows because nobody uh, wants to take a shot at her. It's Casey 2.0 at, at this least point. She's, I like her better than Casey at this point, but <laughs> no, no. I would rather have, let me just clarify, I would rather have her than Casey or Fessy on the show is what I'm yeah, trying to say. Um, and that that's kind of the angle that I'm going to, but, but no, I, I hear your fear. But not Josh. You'd rather Josh than Angela. What Josh? No, I mean let's let's not go there. We don't need to bring Josh up. We're not talking <laughs> about, about the main what show. What about Amber or Angela? We were having such a we were having such a good day, Chantal. And you had to go <laughs> Amber or Angela? Amber or Angela? Oh, don't do that oh, to me. It'll be yeah. tough. Like uh, you, you, I think uh, to be fair, even though Amber has won a season, I think Angela would bring more to the show. I honestly do think that. I honestly think she's got more fire in her belly than Amber. But um. Quick comment here from Patricia said, just joined listening while on the clock at work. We appreciate you, Patricia. Don't get in trouble. We don't want to get you in trouble. We're not, we're not responsible, okay? Um, one of the other things that stood out here in the early stages were that there's some mistrust or distrust that are starting to form between Ben and Sarah because Sarah's got the Fab Five and she's got this thing going on. Ben doesn't fully uh, feel like he's on board with that or he's in on that. And then Ben is moving to do his thing, which Sarah is not aware of with obviously Angela and also Alyssa. But Sarah is noticing that Ben is spending a lot more time with Angela as well. So um, is this duo or this partnership potentially on the rocks here? Or do we think because they've known each other for so long, they'll find their way back together, Chantel? I think that they're, they will always come back together. I think that they're just not aligning in this particular game. And it's because I think Sarah is not recognizing that the men are going to want to run with the strongest women and, and, and the women should be wanting to run with the strongest men. And so like, as much as I love the people that Sarah's working with, Kayla is not perceived as to be very strong. I, I, I feel to most of the other men, the survivor guys, as well as um, cachet. And so, yes, maybe Justine and maybe Desi are people that they were like, okay, we respect those two as, as competitors and we would run with them. I think that on a whole, that group that Sarah's wanting to work with is not as appealing as Angela, who has been dominating, and even Alyssa, who has been dominating and is kind of comes as a package deal with, with um, Angela. So, yeah, I think that – I think it could change in, like, future seasons, but in this season, I think that – I think that they'll come back together as friends after this, but they're not really in alignment this season. And I can actually see like both of them running the final together and being partnered together at a certain point, And Sarah oh, wow. loses it for him, like by doing something poorly or doing something like, you know, flailing or, you know, she panics a little bit. I know that she thinks that she's super badass, strong and she can handle anything and beat anyone, but she's not, that great under pressure sometimes so i could actually see him her losing um maybe a, a portion of the final with ben um which i would love to see i actually think that sarah is a strong competitor they would work well together and i almost think that out of everybody they lost left their in the daily game, together sorry go ahead but i think that <laughs> out of everybody if they have to be paired up with each other i think that's the best case scenario for them and then everybody else will be better off not being partnered with either of them i think ben <laughs> is a better partner than sarah, sarah is agreed. a partner to anybody else and i think that ben maybe has that more understanding that bond that th maybe they would 
be able to see eye to eye in heated moments or they rather could than butt heads. So I could see them butting heads and I mean, like I'm dead cool being like, that. fine, they, do whatever you want. And like if they want to take each other down, I would rather they take each other down off to the side and everybody else can be fine. Like I don't want to <laughs> see her like tank anybody else's game if she's gonna freak out <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> I, I I mean I want to see her freak out under pressure and I want to see her take down Ben. I'm sorry, Ben. Like you had a little bit of an upward trajectory in my in your likability last week, but I I still want Sarah to take you down in the final. It would be really uh, funny if, like, they're up at the top of the mountain in the final. They're getting frustrated with each other, and then Sarah just rips Ben's cowboy hat and just throws it off the mountain. Listen, I'm still on the Ben train. Like, I'm still enjoying him this season. I'm enjoying Ben more this season than I did on Winners of War because – I'm seeing more of the Ben that played the first time he played Survivor, where he's actually looking after himself. He's not going to fall on the sword for his alliance or for other people like he did. He literally did that for Sarah and Winners of War, where he was like, I'm going to let you vote me out. I'm going to step aside so you can wear the crown, which everybody hated. We want to see the Ben that is going to work and hustle and have his bag of tricks or his Ben bombs to the side to try and get to the end, or I do at least. You know, So I'm seeing a little bit more of that. I'm seeing a bit more selfishness, which is yes. what I want. If he was there... And, and playing for Sarah, I would have been so annoyed by this. Um, another uh, couple of comments here that's coming in from uh, some of the live audience that I'll go through now. Charlotte Birch saying, if Sarah is 12 years senior of Angela, definitely didn't show in this episode. Agreed to see. <laughs> I don't think she's been carrying herself too well at this point. Um, Sam is saying, Sarah and Angela on the main show. Now, I don't know about the main show. It could be deb debatable. But one thing I will say, though, is that the whole Sarah and Angela rivalry has really made me... Um, go back and think about like when if we really last had like a true rivalry not a show rivalry where they try and pretend to be enemies on the show and i do think that having these two people really not like each other is good for the show like i would love to see them back again go head to head because you need to like someone and dislike someone on the show to care and i'm, I'm finding that weirdly enough like I, I i love sarah and survivor i'm kind of team angela at this stage in the show like i'm leaning towards angela at this stage I still want to do well. She's my team, but I think Angela has really impressed me. So, uh, but I love the rivalry, and you need to have someone to shout for and to hate at the same time or dislike. <laughs> Sarah or Cara Maria? <laughs> Sarah or Cara Maria? No, yeah. it's more like Angela is starting to surpass Cara Maria no, for know, me now. Oh, oh, surpass Cara Maria. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. Listen, you can't. Like, I mean, Cara Maria has played many, many seasons. I, I don't want to show that disrespect, but Angela is really, really fun to watch and the way that she's hustling is fun to watch and i'm enjoying seeing a true rivalry on the show yeah no exactly like i you know spoiler alert cache ends up going home this episode and i i love cache as a personality i loved her on this season i loved her kind of learning how to play this game i enjoyed her but with her leaving and Sarah staying, it keeps that rivalry going and it has been entertaining to at least be hating on Sarah or like, you know, wondering what she's going to do now and oh, who's going to get the upper hand here. So yes, for storyline, I definitely think that Sarah has served a really good purpose. I think that without her being on the show, without having this rivalry happened, what would be going on this season necessarily? So she has been a very important part of the show. So I respect her being there, even though I don't uh, love her. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, any comments on that, Drew, or move on? Um, I think Sarah is playing the fessy role this season, and <laughs> it's uniting people to be frustrated with her. And I think... <laughs> 
I think that people need that in a season, even though I'm not really a hundred percent for Angela, but I'm here for just the dislike of Sarah. So I'm that's what I'm like the for. best thing that's ever happened to Angela. Like I feel like people weren't that high on Angela after her big brother season, and now suddenly people are like, Oh, Angela's actually pretty good. Picking the least of the picking your poison and people are picking Angela as their poison. Uh, is how I see it too. It's not like we love Angela. It's just we dislike Sarah more, so we're kind of on the side of Angela. I I I love Angela to be honest. Like I I think that you know people think that she's boring. I actually don't think that she's boring. And I think that if like I was in the house with her, I'd probably hang out with her, and we'd probably have like inside jokes and be laughing. So, um, oh, yeah. I think that she had like she's not like gregarious and just like out there and really like loud and boisterous, but she's, I think funny. She's real. I, she's real. She's real. She's kind of intense. She thinks about things a lot. And I love people that think about things a lot. And so I don't necessarily like people that are just super reactive for my own personal life. Like, yes, maybe for a TV show, you want people to be a little bit more um, out there, but like, I think as a person and as a player, I think she plays the game in a way that I can relate to and that I enjoy because it's similar to how I would play or to who I would have, to whom I would align with. Yeah. No, so I guess I'm not aligning with you, Drew. Okay. We're going to be on opposite <laughs> sides of the fence. So. You, you want me to, you want me, you want me to talk like this and we can talk about how we can, uh, you can be my plus one. I'll talk to the people like this. This is how we're doing it. We're going to be great. As long as you have some good strategy and you have power, I'm in. Let's play do game it. Connect yep. Four. Let's do this. I'm so uh, excited. Collect Four. It was Collect Four. <laughs> Tyson, let's do this. So, so guys, if you if you could get one person right now to come back for Challenge USA two, BB Town is asking like uh, if all three of us, let's all three of us give one person so far who's who's punched their ticket for USA two. Uh, Chantel, start with you. Tyson. <laughs> easy one, easy one. Drew, do you want to take the second one? Do you reckon? Uh, I want Danny and Kiki to be on the challenge season two. Yes. Danny and, yes, Kiki. Oh, Danny and Kiki would be so good. She needs to <laughs> yeah. be on the show now. I can't just be like the legend of. In in Ontario, we had this TV series when I was younger called Today's Special. And part of Today's Special, there was this like guy, Jeff. And every time he leaves, this pokeroo, this like animal would show up and then he would leave and like the kids would be like, oh, you miss Pokeroo, Pokeroo. Like that's kind of what I feel like Kiki is. Like Kiki and Danny can't be in the same screen at the same time. It's like Pokeroo. We don't, we don't know if she actually exists. I know she does exist, yeah. but I, I, I do want to see them on the season that it's not just like an urban legend. The legend of Kiki. All right. So, so, so far we've got Danny and Kiki. We've got Tyson and I'll go to, I'll give a little bit of love to the person who was eliminated this episode. I'll go for cash because she was my shock of the season. I really enjoyed it from an entertainment standpoint. I think she's kind of like the more capable big T and, and that's kind of the, the energy she's bringing to the show, a lot of light and, and, and fun confessionals. And I think you need that in a show. You need balance of true competitors. And then some people who, you know, is the underdog fighting to get there. I'll also, well, there's a lot of people that I really liked. I think even Shannon, I know she went out a couple episodes ago, but like she, she was starting to figure out how to play. And I think that, you know, in with, if she played for the next five years, she could become a staple. She would be like the confessional queen and she might even start to get good at some of the challenges. So um, just to throw another kind of fun one in there, I'd throw in, I'd throw in Shannon as well. 
Uh, yeah. I would throw in, I would agree with Hector and Esther saying Justine because she's my Just queen. Love Justine, too. Uh, so, yeah. Justine. I definitely, yeah. Justine is queen. Yeah. Um, yes, there's so, there's so many good ones. I mean, there's, uh, Daniel is saying Leo, but I feel like after what happened last week and Leo just really going in on production, I, I just don't think that production and Leo like each other too much at this stage. But I do think that Leo is probably telling a lot of truth, sadly. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't think that Chileo's <laughs> going to be going back. I don't think, I think that he, with his exit press and I'm not being super happy with how he was portrayed and what they, he was promised. And especially, I don't know if we talked about it on this pod, but they promised them when they signed up that there was going to be no hall brawl. And the fact that there was a hall brawl, like that's, I think, really, really disingenuous of the production to to kind of spring that up on the contestants and so i think that i don't think that that leo's coming back even though i would like him to come back but i don't think he will zuderman saying oh definitely cachet was so funny i her comments of saying i'm glad this wasn't a whole brawl i was planning on faking an injury and getting the hell out of here <laughs> um, was, was gold because i just don't think cachet i mean you got to give big t that i think she's been in a whole brawl already um with, I can't remember who. Maybe Amber B. Yeah, I think yeah. that's who she was on. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's at least she stepped up to do that in the past. But, um, guys, let's talk about the daily here. So, big football stadium. They have to run up and down. Uh, I believe it was called Collect Four or something like that. They had to collect four of their um, items, put it down on a big board, and get four in a row to win. So, uh, there was definitely an element of strategy that could be used in this case because. The Fab Four, or the Fab Five, I should say, now the Fab Four. The Fab Five were working together against two females, but it only looked like Kayla was the one who picked on that this is what they needed to do to ensure that one of those two would go down and then to try and win against the remaining person if they were still in the game. Uh, nobody else cared, and Sarah ran around and asked literally every single person out there to try and help her, and Kayla was the only one who actually helped her, but it was pretty hilarious to watch because i felt like sarah thought she had a lot more pull in the game than what she actually had here um, <laughs> i thought this was hilarious to be honest just for the fact that like I, at the beginning of the episode or like the, the daily i was like oh man like Angela or, or Alyssa are definitely going in. They do not have the numbers to be able to protect themselves in this situation. I'm like, man, I, 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 was, I, I was already getting angry. I'm like, I hate when they do production does things like this and makes it an unfair advantage. Um, I, I remember with, with the Treehouse had the similar situation where like they were just able to gang up and knock out a couple other players and ensure that one of them wins. So I was like, man, this sucks. Like that's so that's such a bad draw for these two. And then the fact that they were able to overcome it, like, because the other people, like, I don't even know why they wouldn't just all of them pile on one person, get them out. And then like, who cares? Like, I, it was very shocking to me that they didn't come to that conclusion that if they all just put their, like their tile, maybe two times down on the same person, they would be out of the running. And then they could pretty much ensure that one of them was going to win anyways. And so yeah, I thought that the lack of strategy there was terrible. And just like Sarah running around, like a lot of people were putting in on Twitter and I agree with this inconsistency. They're like, Sarah wants to go down against anyone and throw her down against Enzo and she was willing to beat anybody. But like, she's blocking me. She's blocking me. She's trying, like, it's unfair. I don't respect that game. And it's like, come on, Sarah, if you want to go down, this is how you go down. Like maybe she should have played a little bit like whatever, 
take me out. I'm going to call you and I'm going to make sure that you go down against me. You know, or something like that. But yeah, it was just yeah. a, a little bit more of Sarah inconsistencies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty annoying. I, I'll, I'll say it right now because I was one confused and then I was annoyed that she kept on saying like, they're blocking me. They're blocking me. Blocking I get that me, maybe at the beginning, me. she would be like, I want to win. So don't block me. I want to get into power. But then again, it's like, if you're going to lose, then go, well, oopsie, I'm going to lose. Like, who cares? Block me then. I'll go get last place and I'll take out whoever is thrown into the elimination. It made no sense to me. Um, I did <laughs> want to throw this out there that uh, according to uh, Tyson on his podcast, that there was a rule that was not shown on the broadcast yes, that every fourth token that they got, they had to use it as a sabotage. So oh, if they wow. got three tokens, then their fourth token, they had to put it on somebody else's board. Um, so they ensured that we were going to see at least one sabotage from each player before they would just ultimately get themselves out of the game by either winning and just going off. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's just weird. It's weird that they everybody was just like, I'm out for myself. See ya. Peace out. But then again, Sarah should have just been like, I'm cool to to just go into the elimination. I also want to throw this out there that I think that there was some misstrategy on both Angela and Alyssa's play here. Like, right. why do you help out Sarah in the long run by sending her into the elimination? If you're trying to mm -hmm. ice her out, uh, pick on somebody else from the Fab Five. Like, and she'll want to go down against them, exactly. And then have to make her go against a quote-unquote friend. So if they would have gone uh, to Kayla probably would have been the best person to try to gang up on. And then when you see Sarah like putting her third token down, then that's when you throw your sabotage on her board to make her like sw uh, swerve off and have to make a whole new row or something like that. Like you just barely get her to like having to uh, miss and just barely win. And then you take somebody out and put them in last place instead of ultimately taking Sarah and putting her in last place, ultimately giving her a shot to get the money and then, being qualified to run the final and possibly even going up against her in a in an elimination it's more it's better to make her volunteer against one of her own numbers in my opinion so i think that the whole it was just very confusing when i was first trying to put it together like okay sarah is now upset about going into elimination even though she wanted to go up against enzo even though he didn't have enough money and now Angela and Alyssa are ultimately helping Sarah by by sending her into elimination, even though they don't like her. What? So, what so to I me, to figure out. So to me, the, the way that came across was that she didn't want to go into the elimination at the hands of Angela and Alyssa because Angela and Alyssa outplayed her in the game. So she was more pissed off at that that Angela and Alyssa outplayed her. Then actually going in afterwards, she was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go and I'm going to go get my money now. She was on a different page after that. But I think she wanted to be the person in control telling her friend who she would like to go against and um, or, or, or sort of control that from a different thing. But I think it was all ego. I think it was ego from Sarah's side. And I think it was ego from Angela and Alyssa's side to also go after Sarah, like you said, and missing a better opportunity of potentially making sure that two of the Fab Five go against each other within the game. Um, also want to mention here what Hector says. It's a great point. We talk about it on this podcast. I feel like people may think we complain and whine about this very often, but we always say we hate not seeing all the rules on the game, not having a clear you know, scorecard of what is happening, who's in the lead, who's not in the lead. It was very confusing. I didn't think Desi was going to win. Desi came from nowhere. Suddenly she's winning. And then Danny suddenly came from nowhere. But there was signs that Danny could potentially win this episode because we saw very early on 
the bond, the strong bond that is starting to form between him and Dom. They're working very closely in the game. And Dom then also ignoring Sarah, um, a fellow Survivor player who he probably knows even better than Danny prior to the game, I would assume, because Sarah's been in the circles of Survivor a bit longer than Danny being a newer Survivor player. But he said he needed to help his guy, his boy Danny here in the game. Um, did Dom find his Wendell in this game, Chantal? It looks like they're working very closely together. Um, yeah, it seems like he he appreciates and respects Danny absolutely. Um, I do I did like Dom this episode, and I, maybe it's because he was helping Danny win and not caring about what Sarah said. Um, so yeah, I, I was a fan of Dom this episode. I don't know if Danny feels the same way about Dom. Um, when we were listening to Tyson's podcast, Tyson says that Danny was his number two, like Angela number one, Danny number two, which is like his number one guy. And I'm, I I feel as though that might be reciprocated by Danny, but not 100% sure. So I don't know if it's the same Dom and Wendell uh, kind of dynamic, but I definitely, it earned some brownie points with my with his likability from me. I'll be real. We were talking about, or Chris was bringing up the CT kind of vibe from Angela. I almost get that from Danny in a way that he is this really strong, tough guy. He's friends with everybody in the house. Like if Dom, if Danny is Dom's number one, he's Tyson's number two. He's looking out for Angela and Alyssa who are looking out for him. Ben likes him. He's uh, he was talking strategy the next day after everything was put into a uh, solo game instead of pairs going, are we good with survivor strong? He's good with Desi. I mean, this dude does not have any enemies and I'm sure that nobody wants to face him in elimination with a potential hall brawl lurking around the corner or a pole wrestle. I mean, the dude is fit. So I don't know. I get that vibe that now he is now that he is qualified for the finals. That it's like okay, well now we just got to make it there. Don't get last place, and I think he's in a potentially great spot socially, strategically, and uh, physically. And I think just to put it out there, I think he's getting underestimated because Tyson had a confessional in this episode after Danny won the daily, where he said, "I'm glad for Danny. I, I don't fear him in a final." So I feel like he's underestimating what Danny could bring to a final, which could be two days, which could be a lot of endurance, could be a lot of running. Um, I know Tyson is very confident in his own capabilities, but are people sleeping on Danny at this stage? Um, I don't know if they think they're sleeping on Danny. I think that, you know, most of the people left are survivor players. And so I think they just want all their guys to kind of run the final together in the end. I don't think they're really necessarily thinking of who is going to beat whom, you know, or that they're like, oh, Danny, we can beat, I don't think they're keeping him in the game because they can beat Danny. I think that they want to keep survivors strong, especially on the male side of things. And, you know, that's why. Hmm? Let's be honest, nobody wants the wrath of Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki's not going to be happy if you throw Danny um, in there. But it was cool to see Danny as a fan just fanboying out it's like you know kiki i'm really here he's like nine episodes and i'm really here kiki you know tj is talking to me he's telling me i want the daily you know <laughs> I, mean, I, would cool. be, I would probably faint if like tj was like good job or like said something i'm like ah! or like told me to come <laughs> back like i'll see you in the future like you will oh my god yes <laughs> yeah so. i think I think what we're seeing from the Survivor guys is what we see from the main challenge season, where it's less on who it's it's more on just making it to the finals rather than who can I beat in the finals, like setting yourself up like 
come on, Dom loves Danny, but is he really going to beat him in a finals? Probably not. Ben, probably not. Enzo, David, is any of these guys really going to be Danny? I think anybody who could be Danny would be Tyson, especially if there's a long swimming portion, mm-hmm. um, because Tyson has been uh, doing that in collegiate. So, I mean, it's just difficult. It's difficult where it's like, I can see where Tyson's like, I don't care who's in the final, because I pretty much I have confidence in my own abilities i've trained for this but everybody else who is like i'm cool with going to the finals with tyson danny survivor strong it's like all right well you're you're locking in third place at best uh, behind these two guys like seriously i got them both one and two for sure um and suited man that's not a hot take no i think i mean maybe with these guys actually I agree that danny is way better than Corey, but i know you guys are super fans of Corey, so uh, no, I think I think Danny, if he gets to a final, he's got smarts as well. And I think that's what Corey lacks when it comes to the puzzle portion of the game. So I, I agree. I think, and I mean, listen, the guy was an NFL player. <laughs> it shouldn't be disputable. Like, I mean, it should be undisputed that he's probably one of the best athletes we've ever seen on the challenge, right? So... Um, also with this episode too, when we when we got to that stadium, like I had a feeling that okay, this is gonna be Danny's episode to win here. Like he has, like he's reminded of himself when he used to go on the field and he could still hear the fans screaming and they showed pictures of him when he was playing in the NFL. And so I was like, he won't show all of that if he loses. So yeah. I kind of had an idea that he was going to be getting his money. So we've got all the guys and all the the females now that all have qualified for the finals. It's going to be a completely different game. Like a few people here have said, you know, you've got uh, this big alliance that sort of formed or the gentleman's agreement not to put anybody down there that have already qualified for the final. That's out of the door now because they're going to have to break it with someone. Uh, Who do we think is going to be on the outs of the States? Who's at the the biggest risk of going in for the guys next week? Uh, I kind of feel like it has to be someone like a David potentially who I just don't know where he's, yeah, I don't know where he's sitting. Uh, It doesn't look like anybody's looking up for him at this stage or Enzo. From the preview from the next episode, it seems like he's getting mad at somebody. Um, So that could be because maybe he's going to be thrown in or maybe he's going to be thrown in against Enzo or maybe Enzo doesn't protect him. Like, I don't know, but it seems like he's going to be in the hot seat. And so that could be, that he doesn't win the daily and he gets thrown in. And I feel like it's going to be a double elimination next week. It's if you watch the preview to the next, uh, next episode, I think it gives everything. And I mean, everything away in the like 15 seconds. It gives you, I think it gives you who wins the daily challenge. Who's definitely going directly into the elimination and who's on the hot seat of possibly going into the elimination against whom. So it's like, I, when I saw that and it was only like 20 seconds, I was like, well, all right, we understand who's what's going to happen next week. So, yeah, it's crazy. Maybe it's a, oh, the whole thing's a red herring. I don't know. I mean, it could be that obvious. I didn't watch it a second time. I just watched it briefly once, not fully paying attention. And so that's what I picked up. Um, I'm, I'm tempted to ask you more, but I'm like, do I want to be spoiled? Ah! I mean, I could yeah. give you my guess from what the, I mean, it doesn't give you plainly who it is, but I, I have a great idea of who it is, what's going on. Well, I kind of want yeah. to see if you're right or not, but Chris, you decide. I I, I don't know. I just don't. Like, it was in the trailer. I, it's in the preview I, for the next I, episode. Yeah, yeah. 
I saw I saw it very I saw it very quickly. I'll be honest with you guys. Normally, when I watch these, I try and not watch the next on that in okay. depth because I don't really want to be spoiled. So it's I'll, normally why I cut I'll see it to Chantel after we're done, and then next week she can tell me if she can if mention right. it if, if if I was right or not. I feel like Drew I think is I normally right. I feel like whenever Drew sees these things, he he's got the brain for it, and he analyzes the smallest little things, like he did in All Stars, and knew pretty much like who most of the cast was going to be that deep into the game because of the trailers. Like, I mean, this is where this is Drew's bread and butter, so I, I think there's a good <laughs> chance he there's a good chance he saw something there. I'm just going to say I wanted to say here to Prince um, Malhi that he says maybe N versus Dom. I don't see Dom in any danger anytime soon. I think. He did prove himself a little bit to Danny here in this episode. And with the Survivor guys being protected by both Angela and Alyssa, um, I, I don't think that they're going to see any heat very soon. He might be the lowest person in that Survivor men's group. That might be, I mean, you could say Ben as well, but I do feel like Ben is getting along with a lot of people better than what we even see in the show. So I, I don't know. I think Ben's okay. For some other reason, I don't feel afraid for him going in very soon. I do think Enzo... And David is on the outsides, and and if it's not Enzo or David, I would be absolutely shocked next week because I don't think anybody is protecting them. I think Enzo maybe there's still that fighting scene that we need to see between Alyssa, not sorry, Alyssa, Angela and Enzo, where they have a disagreement that was in the preseason trailer. We haven't seen that yet, and that could well, be when Enzo's saw, in danger. So unless I'm misremembering, mis but we never saw the cachet yelling at Tyson either, right? Like, yeah, wasn't no. there, wasn't there, yeah. that was a scene that I remember seeing in the very beginning and I, I was been waiting for it. And so, yeah, they didn't show that, which I'm like annoyed. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. And Tyson has been saying that they've been leaving out a lot of drama. Even Danny had mentioned to me when we were chatting, he said that like, there's been a lot of drama that they haven't been airing on the show. And I'm just wondering like, why? <laughs> like, what's the, what's the motive behind having a, a dramatic show and, and not showing the drama? Um, and they've been going yeah. to the club every single night. Tyson said every Saturday they had like a an outing of some sort. And so like there's just so many things that they're doing that they do not show on the show. And I don't understand why. So moving on back to not the speculation side of things, but what sort of happened in this episode. We obviously have the deliberation. We get Danny and uh, DC running the show they get to have a bit of a conversation with sarah in regards to who she would like to go up sarah obviously wants to take on angela she wants to go up against the biggest or Alyssa. but i think angela was really the person she wanted to go up against there because there is this rivalry there is this thing and it, i mean it would make for excellent tv to see angela and sarah actually go head to head down there but danny Not has got different plans. i don't want it on this one like this particular um elimination season or Oh, the elimination. elimination. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see that one. I would be. It would be too. I'd be on the edge of my seat, and like I don't know. It would be too uncomfortable. It would have been amazing. I it would have been amazing to see who would have won. I think you, they oh. would have changed it to a pole wrestle. A hundred percent. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have not given them a pole wrestle. Those two. I think. And who opinion. was a pole wrestle? Who like? Because I feel like Angela. Like I mean, Sarah's a cop. She's got the martial arts background. I kind of feel like they would play into her favor, even though Angela seems to be physically like taller and maybe looks like she like she could be stronger than than Sarah. I just don't think you're gonna get one over someone that's actually trained to be a cop, trained to be in conflict. I just don't think she would win that. I just don't think you would give the two most physical women in the game something like this or a puzzle like yeah, that would fair. be pretty pretty much a letdown in in my opinion my, my question with this deliberation right so we get danny and dc talking here 
Uh, Danny and Desi, clearly there is a lot of respect between the two of them. They've been wanting to work together within this game. They're both survivor players um, and they have a disagreement. How do you feel this whole situation between Danny and Desi, how do you feel Danny treated this? Are you okay with Danny being so assertive in what he wanted on a female's elimination day? Should he have been a bit more considerate to Desi because she was that female? Or do you think that, no, this is the way you should play the game? And he handled himself well in the situation as well as he could. I mean, a lot of people have been like, oh, Danny should have like protected his girl, Desi, and done what she wanted to do. And yeah, but it's also still an individual game and he's looking out for himself. And so I'd written down at this point, I'm like, I really hope that Danny pushes back and does and is a little bit self-interested and does what he wants to do for his own personal game. Um, I was really happy with it. I we are like when we did our MVP selects from on Reality Realness, we gave Dan the M Danny the MVP because like I think that he got his agenda to be the agenda even though it wasn't for in the best interest necessarily for desi and so i was supporting it i was so pumped i was like riding with danny all the way for the fact that he took his game in control and he didn't allow anybody to strong arm him so i was for it i believe we missed something in the edit because because so we saw at the bar scene Danny and Alyssa talking and after he announced like, oh, we were making this alliance and it's all the survivor men, Angela and Alyssa. And then it's you and Sarah, Desi, mm -hmm. that that's the alliance. And Desi kind of was like, that doesn't sound like something I was talked into or anything like that. But at the bar, we saw that Danny and Alyssa were talking and Danny was like, you and Angela need to get into a conversation with Desi, get that conversation going, maybe smoothing over, start that trust in the game. And then at the elimination, before they even said a name, Alyssa was like, well, I made this new alliance with Desi and Danny, and I hope that they are still good with this alliance. Yet we didn't see any like other talking. There was no other flashback of Angela and Alyssa's yeah. to Desi one-on-one. -on -one. I think we missed something to where I, maybe Desi did make like a pact of, saying hey we'll throw in cachet sarah gets to stay in the game she gets her qualifying money and then i get this protection as well from Alyssa and angela and we can move on to another week and i get another week of safety so i think we did miss something in the edit and i i kind of want to know if that was true or not but it just seems like the illusion was there that that it, the sleep the seeds were planted and then there was possibly another alliance that was kind of struck up like okay well we'll just go along with this yeah. And also Desi mentions, I think, around that party scene that all of her closest allies want to keep both Alyssa and Angela in the game, which is not in her best interest. The only person that she saw as one of her closer allies, because um, I don't know how big the Fab Five were or was in reality, it maybe was big in Sarah's mind, but I don't feel like it was this big, big alliance that was carrying throughout the whole season up until this point, until it became a thing. I think Desi probably looked at it and thought, hey, if I'm going to have four or five people upset at me, um, I'd rather have one person upset, which is going to be Sarah, because I didn't do what Sarah wanted me to do, uh, opposed to having all of the survivor men not happy about the fact that she went in a different direction. And those are people that they've been her people from the start. So you don't want to 
um, not have that potential safety from the men's side because men could still go and throw you in if there is another female elimination, for instance. So it was a difficult situation for Desi to be in. And I know some people will say Danny was, you know, maybe a little bit too assertive or Desi didn't push enough. But I do think ultimately they probably made the best decision that they could because who's left in the game that's really going to be that upset by? It's probably Justine. And Justine is great this season, but I don't necessarily see her as the biggest threat to potentially win the next daily and take someone into elimination to get that revenge on DC. And I think DC could smooth things over with Justine, probably to a certain degree. Yeah, I, I don't think that, especially because, you know, Justine, I think she's been playing great. I think that she is has been a great addition. I, I'm so happy to see her playing. I don't know if she's that strategic. And, and so, like, I don't, and I don't think she's also that vindictive. Like, yes, she wanted revenge when Selly went down, but, like, easily that was swayed with, like, a, like running with Ty, Tyson and getting the win and, and qualifying, for, qualifying for the final. So I think that you could easily smooth things over with Justine. I think she's hanging out with the people that she gets along with and that she's been hanging out that she likes. Um, her and Cachet weren't from the same season, so they're not necessarily the best of friends, but they've been hanging out since, you know, they're both from the same franchise. And so I, I don't think that it's that big of a deal that Justine doesn't get, like, that, she, that she's going against Justine here. I don't think it's that big of a deal. This really was an episode as well of Sarah not getting her way because I forgot who the person was who spoke to her. I think it was Desi or someone who went up and said, hey, it's not going your way. No, it wasn't Desi. It was definitely Kayla. Cash who was playing yeah. or Kayla. No, it was Justine said it once, but Kayla said <clears throat> it to, I think, Justine. Or to, or to Justine and Cash, I think is how it went. And then Justine said it to Sarah. Yes, and then Sarah went up to both Desi and Danny sitting in the in the house, I think in the gym, and she said, "Hey, just throw, just throw her in, throw Angela in or Alyssa in, and I'll I'll take her out. She won't come back. It's not going to be any blood on your hands." But again, they just ignored her flat out. The challenge at this stage, you know, is not Sarah's game. She is taking L after L every week. The the one silver lining here, obviously, at the end of this, is that she does qualify for the final. Um, and who knows, maybe the final plays into her wheelhouse being good at endurance. But again, I haven't seen enough from her from a strategic or puzzle, puzzle side of things to know if she would really be able to do that portion of it in the end if she had to do it and do well. So uh, she's a big question mark for me, but I do hope we do see Sarah versus Angela in the final. That is what we deserve with the way the season is. Like, how crazy is it that the, you know, mostly when we look at, and I've mentioned it before, when we look at the challenge, a lot of the times the big rivalries are between the men and the men bring a lot of the excitement. The men have not really brought it to that level for me this season. The women are really carrying it right now because I'm more interested to see who from the women are going to win this season. Um, one thing that I didn't mention when we were talking about um, the daily is how satisfying it would have been for the audience of the Sarah not so fans of, um if she was iced out of the final like like how like she would be so frustrated if like she doesn't if if like say Angela and uh, Alyssa they block blocked out somebody else and then you know Desi doesn't decide to throw Sarah down like they throw somebody else down instead and like she doesn't get a shot at the final like how angry wow. would she be would be so <laughs> fun yeah me. I think Tyson said it uh, spot on on his podcast. He was like, everybody is qualified to run the finals now. And it kind of sucks because this happens on the main season. And he was like really desperately wanting to see 
at least one or two people kind of miss the mark and be able to really like kind of screw somebody over at the end and keep himself a little bit safer. So it w- I'm still waiting. I mean, we do get a little bit of it in the Island season 16 where people are just walking off, but it would be interesting if there were somebody who didn't get their red skull or gold skull or oh. their money and get to see that just crushing oh. spirit of being like, yeah, you can't, you can't go in. You're Sorry, done. you didn't do it. You walk off. <laughs> oh my god! And it, imagine it was Sarah though. Her ego. Oh my goodness, would be. I, I just don't believe that they won't give them like the opportunity at this stage because of the main show. There were people who waited right until the end, and they still got that opportunity to go and get the skull to get into the final. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll change it. It's just I'm like reluctant to believe that we'll ever see someone not qualify. But I agree with you guys that it would be amazing tv to see that play out on our screens and it would be so satisfying to see someone play that scared game of not going down or just strategically being outplayed and not getting the opportunity to go down and get it because there's so much risk when you go on these shows to say i'll put my hand up first in episode one or two to go down there and get the money you know they should be rewarded for doing that or maybe even the early ones should be more money or more power there should be more incentive to go early because if you go early potentially you're forgettable and you don't get a season two. You don't get that callback for USA season two. So uh, there's well, something also, that they need to do. It would raise the stakes. It would make these, you know, these skulls more valuable. It would make people panic a little bit more. It would make people be like, we have to do that. Okay, I need to go in. Like, we only have a few for a certain amount of days. Like, if they knew that time was running out and they're like, hey, man, if you don't have it by this day, you are locked out of the final. Like, that would, I think, create so much urgency. It would create people playing really a lot wild, more wildly, really more strategically, like, throwing themselves in or trying to throw other people in. Like, I think it would really amp up the 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 action and like the strategy and all of it of the of this season. So I'm not sure why that they're avoiding that, like making it an easier game to play and like less like cinematic and, and entertaining. I'm not sure why they're making that decision, but I would love if there was an expiration date on you know when you can go and get your money for the final or skull whatever. Agreed 100%. And uh, Chasing Cabrene says here, I really hope they do a purge before the final and the last woman man still experience that feeling of not making it, even though they have the money and it would be worse if they actually lose the money because they don't make it to the final. Or we've speculated for a long period that if you don't win, you maybe don't keep the money, which could be why people are sour about this whole season, which would not be great. And there will definitely be backlash if that happens at the end. But let's talk about the elimination here. Um, I personally did like the elimination, but I want to know how you felt about it. I like the fact that it was really visual. It was this big hamster wheel that they had to be in, run inside of the hamster wheel, get it moving with basically like a tug of war type of component. And they had to get like a buoy that was attached to the rope on their side to win. Uh, I feel like obviously strength was important to get those first couple of steps going and moving it. Cash clearly struggling and not even moving that thing to the point where I was thinking, is this thing broken? Is it actually even working that they tested beforehand? But she does ultimately get it moving. Uh, But endurance probably played a really, really big role here as well because I don't know how long they had to run up there to actually get the rope to the other side. But I thought visually it was quite exciting to watch because you could see them go head to head in this manner um, and see who was kind of winning by looking at the ropes at the bottom to see how much was left as they were running. Uh, How did you feel about it? Were you as excited about this or where where did it sit? I feel like, Drew, let's go to you. You've been underwhelmed most of the season by most of the eliminations. How did you feel about this one? 
I thought it was fine. I thought it was decent. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of it. Um, the execution was fine. I think because of the matchup it was and how lopsided each round was, I think it lends itself to be a little underwhelming, especially after 20 to 30 minutes of buildup of who's going in, who's going in, who's going in. Cache. Okay. Well, all right. Well, it's Cache versus Sarah. I'm 95% sure that Sarah's going to win this, but let's see how it's going to go. And then round one uh, is an absolute just blow, just blowout. It's just a blowout. And I was like, all right, well, next three minutes will be over with this and we'll be moving on to the next episode. So I think the idea was there. It's just how the execution went ultimately left a little underwhelming but like you said i think the visuals were fine i think it was better i think it's easier to see who's in first place moving forward and get to see who wins there's no there's no like technology of having to memorize a a puzzle or how far have we ran to then get off and do a puzzle or something so i actually pretty much like this one i wish they would have done it a little bit earlier in the season though I wish they would have done that this one last episode instead of this episode. I think Leo versus Enzo in this type of elimination <laughs> would have so been funny. a lot more interesting, in my opinion. Especially like you know, he likes his cats, like his animals, like both of them, like looking yeah. like little <laughs> hamster wheels, like yeah, they, you know, they can superimpose a cat face on them. You know, they could have really had some fun with that. Um, I, I yo, totally agree with you. Sorry, go ahead. Yo, don't call me the meow meow anymore. I'm the ham ham. I'm, the <laughs> I'm, I'm a hamster now. <laughs> I'm a hamster now, yo. Um, I totally agree with you, Drew. Like, I actually liked this uh, elimination, but the the fact that it was just like let down right from the the get go, the fact that she couldn't get it going, I was like, oh, well, she couldn't get it going. So she's going to suck. <laughs> like, like She's not going to win this most likely. And so um, and uh, she wasn't going fast enough to to pick up and, and surpass Sarah, who had it going pretty much from the beginning. So I was kind of like, oh, that sucks. And then round two happened. And I it, they made it look as though Cash did better because it seemed like she was running faster. But Michelle was telling me that when they panned back um that it, the wheel her wheel wasn't moving faster than sarah so even though she seemed like she was taking more steps the wheel wasn't actually moving mm. so i guess sarah was taking wider longer strides and so i thought that cache at least tied it up and then i saw it go over to sarah's side i was like ah like i was hoping that it would be a big upset yeah. But then I looked at the episode title and it's it, it's something like and she still she still persisted or something like that. I was like, okay, that's definitely for Sarah. She's still persisted. <laughs> ah. ah, yeah. Christina Beard did say as well the editing was weird on the second round. I thought the boo went Cash's way, and I think that even when you looked at the rope, the, they showed the top bit of it first, and it moved really fast on Cash's side. But then when you saw the full angle when the camera went back and you looked at the rope at the bottom, you could clearly see that she had more rope left than uh, Sarah at the end. But um, also here, Rachel Maria saying that Cash said in an excellent interview that round two was close. So I didn't see how close it was at the end, um, but ultimately. You know, Sarah's going to win this. I, I don't think any of us doubted that she was going to go down there and potentially beat Cash. I think that this was a missed opportunity for the women, but I think that Desi was in a tough spot with her alliance. And, you know, she was damned if she did, she was damned if she didn't do it. But ultimately, you know, Angela, take a bow because she really saw this coming 
a move in advance, when it was the men's elimination, where a lot of other players in the challenge will go into a men's elimination and win as a female and think, hey, there's nothing for me to worry about. There's nothing to do for me here. Let the men decide what they want to do and I'll just go along. Angela used one of those dailies that was supposed to not be anything of you know, significance for her winning that. And she turned that into an advantage, looking one step ahead and getting herself into this alliance. And that is why I do enjoy it. I agree with Drew. Maybe she's a little bit monotone in the confessionals at times, but I mean, hey, we've got Casey there as well, being monotone as well at times. Uh, I do like the fact that she at least plays the game. And I feel like even though she wasn't the person in the arena this uh, episode, if there was an MVP of the episode, she was it for me this episode. Not Danny. I thought Danny was the MVP. No, Danny was Danny was amazing, but Danny sort of did kind of sort of fall in line with what Angela wanted to happen by putting this whole thing. I'll keep you safe. Okay. You keep me safe. And and I'm 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 not taking anything away from him winning his daily, but strategically, I thought Angela played a really really good game, even though she didn't win the daily. She had power when she wasn't even in power, which is impressive. Um, I guess the reason why I feel like it should go to Danny is the fact that it wasn't necessarily in Desi's best interest for that plan to go through and he was able to still get his agenda across. So I agree also with you with the fact that Angela was the one that put that plan into place and he followed through with the plan. Um, but I think it was just like a very Danny focused episode and like it, the fact that he was able to convince Desi to go along with it, I think that deserves some accolades. Personally. Yeah, I, I agree. Who's who's your uh, MVP for this round, Drew? I would say Danny. 100% I think it's Danny. Um, I do want to throw this out there, that in the midseason trailer, I think we also missed out on another deleted scene of Dom, I think Dom telling Danny, I think it is, saying, you got to make it believe that Desi, this is Desi's choice or something. Like, you got to make her believe that she wants this kind of thing. So I feel like with how much Dom was trying to stir the pot or trying to like smooth things over with Desi. I feel like we missed that as a confessional where Danny was like, Oh, Danny was, uh, uh, a bit frustrated and going to Dom for, uh, help. And that's when Dom was like, well, you guys gotta make believe that this Desi has a choice in this, which I'm glad they cut out of the episode, but they put it in the, in the mid season trailer. Um, so I'm actually really happy though that Desi had kind of like a glow up this episode. Um, because like, oh, I was trying to switch it back. Uh, we were probably just switching it back <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I was seeing it. Like, oh, I'm still here. <laughs> um, um, oh, so because uh, I'm hoping that I think I got some points a little bit because she had quite a few. Um, uh confessionals we were saying last week that like yes desi's super strong and she's super capable and we uh, you know want to see her do well and do a little bit more but she hasn't really been showing up for you know point wise and so i'm, I'm happy that i probably got a little bit of points here from um our girl desi so I don't know. Is it time to look at the points yet, Chris? Let's Yeah, let's go into it. Sorry for those that saw me just disappearing there for a second. My sound went all strange. So I thought I'd disconnect and come back in. Um, <laughs> you all sounded like chipmunks to me for some other reason. But <laughs> Drew, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into the points. Um, wh what's the damage currently? Uh, I will also bring up at the same time, I guess, the tiers or the teams. Let's have a look. Well, You'll get to my tears um, after looking at these uh, points here. 
solidly, and I mean <laughs> solidly in third place is my team. I got a total of 23 points. You know how many points Danny got me this episode? A total of 18 points. He got me 18 points with 13 confessionals, the winning the daily challenge, and my other two players of Justine and David got me a total of five points together. And David got one confessional. So it, it wasn't just Justine getting me those points. So I got a total of 23 points. I went from 201 to 224. Now let's move into actual good points. And in second place, Team Chantel with Angela, Tyson, and Desi. Uh, Desi got you a total of 13, uh, 15 points this uh, episode with 10 confessionals and winning the daily. And you went up 33 total points, going from 241 last week to 274. But increasing his lead, granted by only one point, wow. uh, getting 34 total points with your six players left in the game. You go from 306 uh, to 340. So you have a total of <laughs> 64 <laughs> points over Chantel. And then you're miles away, 116 points. Uh, I'm 116 oh. points away from from you i have the lowest scoring player left in the game with david at 27 and of course tyson it looks like nope sarah is now the leading scorer point total person in the game uh after this episode with 63 points tyson is 62 points um so yeah sarah what? this is the That's world i did in. not realize it I did not realize sarah like what world are we living in like sarah overtook tyson but it kind of it kind of emphasizes what I've said throughout this whole thing. Like, I feel like the females are bringing all the entertainment this season, Chantel. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. Um, and I think it also stems from this rivalry that's been going on. Um, you know, in the first couple of episodes, we didn't really see that much of Sarah. But I think it's the jealousy hadn't started to infect her yet. The jealousy of Angela and Angela getting all this power and Angela, you know, winning all these dailies and Angela qualified. Like, and I think that that just like started to eat at her. And so like then the, the evolution of this rivalry started to happen. And so I do think that this season is about the jealousy of Tyson and Angela, but because Sarah has been the one that was the last to qualify for this final, it's it's <laughs> mostly between them two, the women. So if, if Ben hadn't yeah. qualified, like I think that he also would have been bringing some more drama to, to some of these episodes as well. Yeah, I, I think Ben, if he didn't qualify, he would have thrown himself right in there uh danny if he i think danny was the last guy to qualify right and he got that with this yeah. win as well that's why dom helped him so if danny didn't get it danny was throwing himself and in the next one i just don't think these players would have just been sitting outside not trying to get the money because i think they all know it's getting really close to the end here um how many rounds do you believe we still have left because uh, drew you you mentioned i think last week that we are potentially getting 12 episodes this was episode nine uh does that mean that there is just one more elimination potentially coming up for men or do uh, how, how close are we here both. to the final I think it's men and women i think next and week then. will be a male and female elimination and then the following week would be a double episode two-part finale that's my guess yeah i i don't know i'm very confused now that i'm looking back or going through my minds uh of of the scenes from the mid-season trailer that i broke down uh recently and it seems as though there's like two more dailies that I'm kind of like it that's in my mind, unless they're like 
smashing a lot of these into the final, which is just weird in my opinion. So I don't, well, I don't they, know. They just don't have that many teams to get rid of, right? There's only what six teams, so like they get rid of two teams next week. Like they're going to go into the final with four teams. That's not really, or like four, like male, female, you know? Yeah. I just, I just know that they're doing the truck daily challenge next week with all the pegs, mm -hmm. but they still have the haunted yeah. house daily challenge that they do at night, whether, unless they're keeping that for the finals, but they've shown it so much with the players that are in there, like close zoom. Like we've seen who's in there. Um, Maybe it's a mini final weird. then. Maybe it's a mini final. But, that starts right after an elimination, maybe. But you're, I just, you don't do a mini final right before the final, though. I would think, or, like that, or that just plays weird. Maybe that overnight I don't know. thing is a purge. I'm, I'm confused. I'm really confused. It could be a purge. It could be. Well, we still have to see. Yeah, we have to see the haunted house, and we have to see the pole wrestle. So I, maybe. Sorry, go ahead. I no, I was gonna say. I wonder if it's gonna be like one of those things where it is a purge at the beginning of this whenever the the double ep episode is and it does that thing where the first half of the episode is cleaning up whatever is left and then we get a little bit of the finals and then they do the the bulk of the rest of the finals in the second hour the second episode of the where i think that could be also arranged where it could be a cliffhanger on the beginning of of the end of the next week's episode and then they finish it up and wrap it up. I don't know. It's weird. I'm trying to figure it out. I, I, I just broke yeah. down this midseason trailer and I'm like, I see everybody clearly. This isn't a spoil. Like, this is spoiling so much yet. I don't know what is a final and what isn't a final. Or what um, if, like, maybe some of these challenges aren't for elimination? Maybe it's for placement on, like, how you start or who you're getting your partners with. So maybe we're seeing some of these competitions but it's not to it's not a daily maybe it's for placement or order of picking your partner or something like that so maybe we're just misunderstand how they're using some of these challenges maybe it's going to be exciting regardless just another deleted scene they just cut out a whole challenge no more haunted house <laughs> we're going straight to the finals we already had it we'll, we we'll don't remember it <laughs> we'll have to go to tyson's podcast so he can let us in on what actually happened on that daily because i'm sure he'll, he'll let us know the amount well, of things thing, that he's one thing that he did say i don't know if it's, is this too spoilery for you i don't think so but he did say to when you watch next episode just to remember that he went first <laughs> so in the daily oh okay so, so that probably means he doesn't get it <laughs> or he does and he does exceptionally I well and or you know it could be either way right but he says yeah. well it would be impressive if he, does, if he does if, if, if he does it's impressive right because whoever goes first normally don't win it like it's always the people who can see how to work out what needs to be done and then they go out and win it but he's been sort of saying over and over that he feels like he's become the person dragging the alliance down and Angela is like carrying him in these recent rounds. So there's been like a narrative of him saying, I want to step up and that could be good for Tyson. Even if he doesn't win a daily, that could mean he gets to the finale and he really steps it up in the finale and he actually takes it home. Like, you know, cause he's going to have that little bit of a chip on his shoulder um, that he can do well in. But I did take note of him saying that he's underestimating daddy. And to me, they put these things in for a reason. So I've got my eyes on you, Mr. Danny. I think Mr. Danny is potentially going to go into the final and um, be someone that will do extremely well. Um, is there anything? Yeah, that'd be so cool. 
Like, because yeah. Tyson's been the favorite this whole season. And everybody's like, it's going to be so boring if Tyson ends up winning this. Like, he's been winning this whole time. And so, <laughs> like, it would be great to be like, you know what? He didn't win. So it wasn't boring, was it? <laughs> um, I, I'd be happy pretty much if, if Danny or Tyson won. Um, I think it would be a, a welcomed upset if if Danny, if Danny took this home. So I would be happy with either of them, for sure. Who can beat Tyson at this point is the question. And Only I mean, Danny, really. um, probably only Danny, maybe Ben on a good day, but Ben's been really also struggling throughout the season, getting second to a lot of those things that Tyson was good at. So um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like Tyson and Danny is the front runners for the women at this stage. I kind of have to feel like it's probably going to be Desi and Angela with Sarah potentially still in there if, if she gets to the final, because I just know she's an endurance athlete. So depending on how much puzzles there are, she could still do good at that part of it. But um, I don't know with the woman, I think like Angela is the clear front runner. At oh my this God. Point. What, I feel like Angela is the more obvious winner. What happens if it says those three in the finale and they have to eat stuff and Angela doesn't eat something uh. and her not eat something allows Sarah to win the game. We spoke about what that last week, remember? Line. Oh, yeah. I'm just picturing yeah. it even further now. Like, it's like, oh, oh, oh. I would be oh. so angry at production because I feel like they need to have like an alternative, very gross plant or something that is vegan friendly to eat that people don't want to eat. Like, surely there is something that people can like give them extremely hot peppers or something like that is going to be uncomfortable, but at least this make it a fair contest. Like vegetables. So they can give what is it like gooey duck? Isn't that a vegetable or no? Or is that a fish? I don't know. And anyways, like it looks like or it's sea cucumber. Like it's kind of, it's, it's a cucumber, right? It's not a real living organism is it i don't know not sure no, but i'm sure there's so. some unappealing unattractive vegetables that they could use in this challenge very annoying surely prince may is saying justine is the dark horse she was a footballer right i think justine could be i just i don't yeah. know i've never heard of that but she's she impressed me this whole season yeah i mean if she goes in and runs and takes it from them i would be very happy with it for sure but um, she would be a very under-edited winner, I will say that. Not that it hasn't happened before, but I feel like she's been very under-edited. Do you think that Sarah's been edited as a potential winner? Because I feel like they've been giving her kind of a dirty edit. I don't think they've been making well, her look great. I feel like Angela's winning, to be honest, based on the edit. I feel like Angela's getting the winner's edit, and Sarah is that rival, the you know, the person that goes up against her. But clearly, if you look at the two, the edit wants us to like Angela more than Sarah. So... Why would they do Sarah that dirty if she's going to win? Or maybe just they just don't care and they're just showing it as it is because it's entertaining, which it is. So it's possible. But I feel like Angela, to me at this stage, has just been the clear front runner. And like you said, maybe it does come out to them eating food and she can't eat it. And I would be fuming if that is the thing that means that Angela doesn't win it because she probably has been the most consistent athlete throughout this whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. getting close, though. Only two weeks left. Wow. We'll know we'll know very soon. Very excited about that. Um, but I think for now, this is all for episode nine. I think we've touched on everything. Unless Drew or Chantel, there's anything else you guys wanted to chat about? I think, I think we hit everything. everything. Yeah. Well, 
everybody in the live, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you as always. And thank you for um, still jumping on, even though we moved our time slot here this week. We really appreciate uh, it. And, you know, now we're done earlier. Um, I, I don't know what else is going to be on telly over there in the US or wherever you're watching from, but hopefully there's something else you can watch a little bit later on. If you are running out of content to watch, check out Reality Realness with three S's here on YouTube as well for some reality TV content. Chantal, what's the latest on Reality Realness? What are you doing currently? I mean, things are chilling down. Um, tomorrow I'll go live talking about the finale or the reunion of Love Island USA. Um, I will be going live with um, Rob as a podcast tonight after the episode. So that will be fun for sure. I also uh, did record something with Rob and Z Zed um, and it was for Snake in the Grass. And so it was the, the reality women's episode that aired on Monday on USA Network. And so we did a little recap and review of that. So on Rob as a podcast, you can check that out there. I'm still doing The Bachelorette and wondering what what other shows I should pick up at this stage because I got so much free time on my hands. I'm like, what do I need to do now? So if you want to give me some suggestions, leave me a comment as to like maybe shows that you would like to have covered. Um, obviously Survivor and The Amazing Race will be on the docket, but if there's anything else that I don't know that you would be interested in hearing us chat about, let me know and we'll maybe bring it on the roster. Yeah, uh, sounds sounds great. Um, guys, check out Reality Realness with three S's and Drew, Angel Cake Entertainment channel. Yep. Uh, what's happening on your channel currently? Uh, currently, I am a fiend at filming early. So I'm, I've gotten through all of Endurance Season 6, which I'm getting through, which is Jonathan Season from Survivor 42. Um, so those are coming out on Sunday. Monday are uh, challenge clips, of course. And then... Tuesday, I'm going to be starting a new series for the challenge that I'm very much looking forward to. I'm hoping that I can get the first series done or the first episode done, because if I don't do it on Tuesday, it's going on Fridays and then it's going to be a new Friday series. Uh, of course, the challenge USA review and recaps on Thursday and then Fridays, I'm going to be having a challenge video and looking to get some big documentaries out via the challenge. So September's going to be big. I'm looking forward to a lot of content coming out in September. So I'm very excited. Fun times ahead. And also check out, obviously, the Nullified Take channel here on YouTube. Uh, I've just wrapped up uh, doing the po po podcast recaps for Survivors of Africa Return of the Outcast, but we're going to have some off-season interviews with some of the players that did really well this season, so more content to come for that. Also, Survivor 43, a cast has just been revealed. So, you know, we'll be uh, shifting gears to cover the US show here on the channel as well. So that should be exciting, as well as the Amazing Race US at this stage. Those are probably the shows that I'll be covering in the near future here on the Nullified Take channel. But uh, there's going to be plenty more. I'm starting, uh, I'm probably going to start doing some more short form videos as some of these shows come out as well and talk about some wider topics. So keep an eye out for that. Um, your comments on those videos are always appreciated. You know, come with your suggestions, your ideas, and uh, if we can cover it, we will, uh, and I'll continue to work very hard to uh, continue to add to what we do on the Nullify Take channel. But uh, for now, see you guys later next week when we cover episode 10 here uh, on the Nullify Take channel and Reality Realness. Bye.